Welcome to the Education Scholars Conversations. I'm your host, Jeff Nian. In this episode, you'll hear part one of my conversation with Dr. Abiodun Durajaye, Executive Director of Urban Alliance. More links and information about today's conversation can be found on Digication's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Full episodes of Digication Scholars Conversations can be found on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Welcome to Digication Scholars Conversations. I'm your host, Jeff Yan. My guest today is Dr. Abiodun Diojaye, Executive Director of Urban Alliance, a national youth development nonprofit that provides young people with the exposure opportunity, support, and training needed to provide them for lifelong economic self-sufficiency. Hello there. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Good. It is so great to, um, to see you again. Uh, I, I've, had, um, I've been really looking forward to this. Um, so for folks who may not know, um, who may, may not know you, um, like, like I've come to, to, to know you, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. First of all, thank you for having me here today. Um, like you said, and please call me Abiodun, um, Abiodun Durajaye, right? Uh, daughter of immigrant parents. I immigrated here at an early age, born and raised in Nigeria, West Africa. Um, I am currently, like you said, the executive director of Urban Alliance Chicago. I have a long history in workforce development, youth development, career development. Um, and I always say my biggest why is around the three children that I am raising. I am a mom of three girls, my biggest prized possessions. And my goal in this life is to impact every system that they come in contact with. Um, and, you know, I, I'm privileged to, you know, be able to present certain opportunities for them, but I know that they're going to interact with people of all races, all backgrounds, right? So I want to make sure that I'm providing access and opportunity for young people in Chicago and around the city as much as I can. So I'm excited to be here with you today. Wow. Um, I, I think that you and I met uh, when you were in your last, last job. Um, correct. Um, and you were at National Lewis University. That is and- correct. And you were the, now tell me what was your title back then? It was Yes, very yeah. similar work. I was the executive director of career services and placement, but right at a university level. And I quickly realized that we have to start with these young people sooner, right? We have to impact them before they get to the university level, which led me to where I am now in which I work with high school students. That is, that is amazing. Um, now I, it, we, we share a few things in, in common. I also am an immigrant. Um, I also, um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a dad of, um, um, I have five children. Um, and uh, I care a lot about the things that you care about. Um, and uh, some of, what, can you tell me a little bit about just maybe a little bit of your personal experience? What was it like? Um, Oof, that's a great question. Um, you know, funny, I remember moving to this country at an early age and entering the elementary system, um, in which I, I quickly understood, uh, systemic, uh, 
barriers and systemic racism. And it all started with my name, right? Um, I'm sitting before you today introducing myself as Abiodun. It wasn't always like that for me, Jeff. Um, I went for ooh, almost 25 years of my life as Abby because it was easier. It fit in spaces. Someone gave me a nickname the first day I went to register for the fourth grade and it stuck, right? It wasn't as awkward. It wasn't as different. Um, and I've been kind of using that name up until recently when I earned my doctorate degree, which is around um, ethnic and Black sounding names in workplaces and workplaces and sense of validation. So my personal story is very much connected with my professional mission. And I call it a mission because again, right, it is very personal to me. Um, as, as a young person immigrating to the United States who dealt with different you know, systemic barriers and issues within the, the educational system, I quickly learned um, that I needed an advocate. And unfortunately, right, my parents, who are also immigrants, were experiencing their own barriers um, to success. Um, so for me, I knew at an early age that I wanted to work with young people. I knew that I wanted to be that advocate that I did not have um, when I was growing up and when I migrated to this country. Um, and I just any way that I can, I'm always looking to challenge the status quo, to be that professional troublemaker, to ask, well, why not or why so, right? And to get people to see things from a different perspective for the betterment of our young people. I love that. I love that. And I, I think that there, you know, personal experiences like that, especially at a young age, really shape the kind of um, values that you have in the world, doesn't it? That they 100% do, right? Like I was, I'm at, I'm at the age where a lot of things are informing who I am, how the world works, how the United States work. It's one thing to watch it on TV. It's another thing to live and experience, right? Being a fourth grader and being bullied for how you sound and how you look and what you say and your weird name. Um, and it's funny because those, those are the things that I embrace now. I embrace all things about Abiodun and the Nigerian background and my food. And I'm always like, you want to try this and, and the music, right? Um, but I also understand that that came with time. It came with a certain level of education, a certain level of exposure. And I don't think that's fair, right? I don't think it's fair to have to wait a certain number of time to be comfortable in your skin. Um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. You can see it all over my LinkedIn page. Authenticity is a privilege. We don't get, you and I don't get to walk into these spaces as all of who we are. Um, it's a privilege for me to be able to go into a room and say my name is Abiodun and not give a damn who feels any type of way about it. It took me a while to get there, though, and I recognize that. So now how do we, how do we shorten that timeline for people who are like me, right, who either have, mm -hmm. you know, these experiences or don't feel completely included? Like, it shouldn't take a level of education or a certain level of years of like hard work and for you to just feel valued. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that that's one of the things that probably drew, drew us to have a connection together yeah. because one of the things that we think a lot about at education is this idea that everyone should be heard, be seen, be recognized. And, and, and that's why we build these portfolio systems. And yeah. 
and that it's, you know, I, I sometimes find it um, slightly disheartening that when schools, and you've been in schools and mm-hmm. so, you know, universities, that where, where you know that sometimes it's, you know, it's, it's so much based on, um, you know, an assessment need or, or some, 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 some secondary needs, mm. um, you know, before, you know, for, for students to be building, you know, portfolios. But for me, you know, the heart of it, it, it it's a form of self-expression. It's a form of, you know, ability for, for them to be able to tell the story and, and, and belong, you know, just, because they have a story and that's, yeah. that's, that's enough. You know, that is, that's enough. I yeah. like that. And that you're right. That is why I think we, we cooked it off. Cause I saw this and I thought, man, the power of what I could have did to this when I was 17, where I could pop something, you know, in here and I could create this digital portfolio and it would speak for me and kind of create this access before I even stepped to play, right? And it almost leveled the playing field. It's it's because, right, like digication, no matter your color, your background, your privilege, we are all in the system. We all build our portfolio. We send it the same way. And it levels the playing field in, in at least giving me the opportunity to get in the door with employers. It's very different. and And that's why I think I quickly was like, Oh, with the student population that we work with, you know, those students who live in neighborhoods that don't get a lot of opportunity and access, not because they're not talented, because there's a lot of talent in the city of Chicago. There's just not that opportunity. And sometimes you need systems and platforms like Digication to help almost start to level up that playing field. Um, it matters and it went a long way. Mm-hmm. Um why don't you tell us a little bit more about Urban Alliance? I mean, it's a, it sounds like an, a really just an amazing um, organization. Yeah, so it is an amazing organization. Um, Urban Alliance is a national nonprofit organization with regions here in Chicago, in Baltimore, in D.C., and in Detroit. Um, and what we look to do, right, is, to, is, again, to create access and opportunity for young people, to connect them to people who can be part of their professional network, um, to begin to level up the playing field, right? It's super important to us. Um, and we build social-emotional skills, career development skills. And I think our flagship program, which is that high school internship. So connecting a young person to an internship site in which they get one-on-one mentor, right? Mentorship is huge. It's huge. A lot of our young people would not have this opportunity if it wasn't because of programs like Urban Alliance, you know? So I just really, I enjoy this work. It is a lot of work, right? It is tiring work because you have to have partners who understand the value and the mission behind high school internships, right? Typically, when you think of internships, you think of college, but I've been there before. I can tell you, if you start in college, you're starting too late. Um, so really getting employers to see the value in a 17-year-old resilient kid from the south side of Chicago 
who truly just wants to do good work, right? That's what this program is for, really helping connect students to those those spaces and those people um, that they may not have the opportunity to do so. And then setting them up for their next professional, right, trajectory. Is that college? Is that going into the workforce? You know, we have some young people this year alone that have been hired on by their job site we love to hear it. A lot of our students are still going to college, but now we're starting to see post the pandemic, we have more and more students also interested in this pathway and entering into work. So, I mean, something about sort of internship, you're absolutely right that um, I haven't heard people say it so succinctly that, you know, by the time you wait to college for your first internship, it'd be too late. It's too late. Um, for for especially students that, you, like you had mentioned before, you work with, you know, oftentimes, you know, marginalized, maybe, you know, low income, first gen, you know, um, college attendees, if they do attend college. Um, how, what are the barriers that they have that, that are, that are, that are things that others who are more, you know, privileged who, who don't, who don't have? That's a, that's an interesting question. Um, and I wish I had the students here to speak about their own systems, like stories to tell you yeah. barriers because it varies from person to person. I can tell you some themes of what we see, right, mm -hmm. around, um, again, just the access, right? Access to quality edu education um, is super important, right? When you go to a neighborhood school, who may not be in the best community or neighborhood, right? You lack certain access and certain resources. Um, you may not even have a library in your building and have to share, you know, down the street. Um, so that's that's one is in terms of the access and resources that they get poured into these communities and into these schools. Um, I think the, the second theme that I will speak about in terms of um, barriers is just exposure right? You don't know what you don't know, and you cannot be what you cannot see, right? So being exposed to the world of work, being exposed to this idea that, man, a black and brown person can be a CEO, or a black and brown person can be on the board of a major organization, or there are black people that work in LinkedIn or Hyatt, right? Like these, and these are two of our amazing partners. So I think for us, Barriers vary, right? And that, of course, there are more personalized barriers, just given how the, the upbringing of the young person, where in the city of Chicago they live in. Um, but I can tell you two of the main themes are, right, those resources, access to those resources, and then the expo exposure component as well. Two huge things that we are constantly every day, right, trying to teach our young people. We have an 11th grade program that, you know, our Obama Youth Job Course program that is all about civic engagement, career exposure, um, you know, really helping these young people understand who they are in this space of work and how it impacts them um, before the 12th grade program, which is now them directly going out into the workforce. And, and for, um, for people who are you know, interested in going directly to the workforce, what are some of the, um, what are the decision-making process that they take to, to get to those decisions? I assume, you know, your internship must help 
Mm-hmm. Because that exposes them, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let me, I, I'm going to ask you to clarify the question because you said for people. Are we talking about for people? Or are we talking about for youth? Because that's two different things mm. that you need, right? Based on right. based on life experiences and, and what life has thrown your way. So I just want to make sure I'm understanding the question. Are we talking about adults before they go into certain sectors? Or are you saying, what are these young people? I'm talking about these young young people okay yeah. for those who are like you know hey you know Fresh I, out of high school yeah mm-hmm. okay so your question is what are the high school what are the things that they need let me i just want to make sure i understand the question kind of more of you know what what are their, their decision making process i'm thinking you know like there is the i guess i'm coming from the 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 convention of everyone's going hey go get to college and yeah. then you get a good job and you know etc yeah. um but that may not always be the right thing that's for everyone. absolutely right that's absolutely um, right and 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 i kind of you know want to go into the to thick of how does how does one if you happen not to be you know the right person you know like mm-hmm. maybe college and maybe college right now isn't the right thing mm-hmm. to do how do you know how do you that's make that decision question. that's a great question so i will say um college you know we i think we've we all have this notion right that it's such a lateral you go to you go to school you go to high school you go to college you get a job right and what we are finding out that it's not so lateral but more of this lattice right which is bouncing all over the place like there are people who leave high school work for a number of years and then go to college there are people who go to college and work there are people who do both at the same time i think that the decision making process is up to an individual to one understand the past and what that experience was like right so looking at high school for our young people how was high school how did i do did i enjoy it like what did i like about high school um and then what is happening in life right now cuz some people enjoy high school but the reality is you don't have the financial resources to be able to go to college right now so you have to work for a little bit to save up to go to college right So I always say, start from the end and work your way back, right? When I interact with young people, I say, start from the end. What do you want to do? What do you want to be, right? Like there are some careers that really is just all about the experience and how many years you can put in. You want to be a doctor, you're going to college. Like there's no way, right, around it. You want to be a business owner? That's a different story, right? Like maybe you start with what what do you want to start making? Okay, start selling. And then is it a certification? Is it skills? Is it workshops? So I think that decision-making process is definitely an individualized one. Um, I will never tell a young person who graduated with maybe even a a less than a 2.0 that college is not meant for them. That's not the reality. You know, I saw a TikTok, funny enough, yes, I watch TikTok. Um, I saw a TikTok with a young woman who I believe had graduated with her graduate degree saying, you know, well, this degree is to the high school teacher who thought I would never go to college and to the to the college professor who thought I would never get a graduate degree. I wasn't stupid. I just did not have the privilege of being a kid. Mm. That is powerful. A lot of our young people do not have the privilege of just being a kid, right? Like going to school focusing on school, playing sports, and, and and that's it. We have young people who play sports as an outlet to 
because they know that this may be it. This may be the only way I make money or I need to play these sports because I can't be in a gang or I can't do things like that. And we have young people who are going to school and working at the same time or young people who are going to school and raising their siblings while they're doing it or even worse, raising their parents. Mm. Right. So a lot of our young people do not have the privilege of just being a kid. So I it is absolutely an individualized decision in terms of what is next. And I say I always say start from the end. What do you what do you aspire to do? Because not every path requires college and college does not lead to every path. Right. So, yeah, yeah. start from start from the end and work your way backwards. That's a that's a really wise thing to say. How about for so how do you get a young person who who you know may not have a clear sense of who they want to be yet? Um, you know they're they're just trying to they're treading water and they're they're trying hardly yeah. they're hardly you know they don't know they they can't even figure out which direction they're facing right yeah. Um, how do you how do you help them in those cases? That's a great question. So I I'm always I'm a big proponent of um, career assessments. So there's a lot of assessments online that folks can do right to, um, you know prepare them or show them what path, what skills that they are really strong in, and which ones are areas of opportunity. So I'm always like, let's do a reflection, right? Let's take an assessment. Let's figure out what are the things that you are good at, right? This is why internships are amazing. Internships not only let our students know what they want to do, they also let our students know what they don't want to do, right? So if you know that, oof, being in an office for eight hours a day on a computer, that was dreadful, then you may really want to consider, right, your career trajectory. There are a lot of students that don't know what they want to do. And we have a career, a college and career um, manager on our team, and she takes students through these, right, different scenarios. Let's do an assessment. Okay, it says you like these things. These are certain career fields. Um, maybe, maybe you don't go to college right away, not because it's not for you, but because we want to save you the money of, like, going to college, hating it, coming home, going back to college, switching career, right? Like, let's put you in some some internships, some apprenticeships, really figure out what is for you. I am a big believer in college. Look, I went to college. My kids are hopefully going to go to college, right? Like education saved my life, right? As an immigrant child. And I understand very much the value of education in my life. That is not everybody's story. And I understand that. Um, So I'm always like, look, we got to, if you do believe education or college is for you, let's make sure you do this the right way and don't leave with a whole bunch of debt. Don't leave, right? Don't go in for a year and like drop out after a year because more debt. So really making sure students are are doing their due diligence because honestly, going to college is like buying your first house or buying your first big car. It is a major investment. So know what you're investing in. Right. And in in fact, one of the, you know, like you were saying, you know, the timing just may not be right because you, if, if you're going just because everyone else is and there seems to be nothing better to do, that's not a good reason. That's not the you know, good reason. Do, it's not. <laughs> do, do, do your due diligence, right? Yeah. And, and timing, oh my God, you, you're so spot on. Timing matters. Timing matters. You got to be in in a good place, in a good headspace financially, right? A lot of people may not have the financial support, may not be able to take out financial aid, right? 
this process of college should not be about digging yourself in the biggest holes you can. I'm also a fan of community college. I worked at a community college before and I see, you know, there used to be this this stigma around community college because the kids who didn't get in college go to community college. No, now I say there's a lot of intelligent kids looking to save money that are going to college. There's nothing wrong with community college. I 100% agree. There are so many. And, and one of the things that I've had um, the privilege of doing is work with a lot of community colleges. And I got to tell you that um, I, I, I am, I love the faculty members I work with in community colleges. Amazing. They Amazing. are, they are just, um, you know, I, I don't know whether it's just luck or maybe it's mm. sort of selective. Selectively, I, I got to work with really good ones um, that they are just, I'm, I'm always thinking, Man, some of these have become some of my best friends, mm. and they would, um, you know, if if I have to tell some an adult to come in and and work with my kids for you know because yeah. you know I, I was away for you know a long period of time, they'd be the ones that I want to be. You know, they would be the role models. That's um, amazing, That's and amazing. so yeah, I actually think that you know you get you can get an incredible incredible value for for um um even even if i actually think that even even if the cost is the same i think they're still some of them are really just that good you know yeah Yeah. Um, i i agree and i i think it's hard to find the cost the same because at least with community college you're going from home so you're saving on room and board right like immediately yeah yeah but yeah i agree i think there are a lot of amazing community colleges um, in the world. Like I said, I worked at, you know, a community college in Indiana, the only community college in Indiana, and they do some good work. They do some really good work in preparing, um, preparing young adults and adults for the next phase of their lives. And, you know, they upskill too. Like typically Mm -hmm. you don't see, you don't see adults in your traditional four-year space, like you graduate and you go. But in community colleges, there are people who've been working for years coming back for an upskill or certification, Mm -hmm. right? It's also a great place to meet people with real life experience. Not saying that the dorm or the college campus is not, but I think people sleep on uh, the the two-year sector. And I think it it's a great it's a great path for young people as well you know this idea of community college expose you to sort of a I, I think there's a lot of truth to exposing you to a, a richer set of life experiences you know mm-hmm. the the age differences the the life experience that people come with come in with um, the diverse di- the diversity in people coming from different backgrounds and you know um, and all that I mean I I work with, um, you know, some of the some, the places that I'm just so in love with, uh, in like Bronx and mm. you know in Queens in New York. Um, I remember going into the campus in LaGuardia Community College, and they were we were walking around, and I'm like, wow, like this is like it couldn't get more diverse. Mm. And and the person was telling me, oh yeah. We we think at the minimum we speak 146 languages. Oh something. wow! Wow! And I'm like, wow! I couldn't name wow. 100. I, I couldn't name close to 146 languages. Wow, that's impressive. So that's that's a like how where do you get that? You know? 
Yeah, that's that's absolutely that's absolutely impressive. And I think it takes it takes intentionality too, right? Mm-hmm. Like yep. it takes focus and intentionality for people to diversify any space, right? Like, let me be clear, any space, you got to make sure you're hiring the right way, right? I said something earlier, um, you cannot be what you do not see, right? So if there's a space that you think more people of color, more women, right? Um, Or, you know, more whatever should be a part of, begin to be that change, hire for what you want. Right. And and that what you just mentioned is a true example of what that community college did. Right. It's not just about the languages. I'm pretty sure it's also represented in the staff that teach these young. Yes. People. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. This concludes part one of our conversation. To hear part two, be sure to subscribe to Digication Scholars Conversations on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify or your favorite podcast app. Digication Scholars Conversations is brought to you by Digication, a technology platform powering the most innovative e-portfolio programs in K-12 and higher education. Our website can be found at digication.com. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please like, subscribe, and share with a friend. Thanks for tuning in.